Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. This is Joseph, a.k.a. Harmonica Player. And I'd like to tell you about an awesome service that I use to get my podcast done. Did you know that there's a service out there called Zencaster, which is a one-stop shop for all, for all podcasts? You can do editing, production, and audio and video. It's a one-stop shop place. If you use a professional account, like a Zencaster Pro and higher, you can have your video imported to every video player that there is possible. That only works on professional accounts, though. You have unlimited uploading, unlimited hosting, and you can monetize your podcast and earn money. Yeah. So if you want to take advantage of this, go to zencaster.com slash pricing and use my code harmonica player podcast and get three months off your Zencaster professional we are anxious to hear your story take care and happy podcasting Mike on now for today's episode of Mike off Gaming demos and other interests on Joseph Weekland's Harmonica Player Podcasts. Mic on. I present for your pleasure. Mic off. Mic on. August 1st, Blind Camp Monday morning service. Discord now. Enjoy. Flower Princess. Mic off. Take time to be holy, speak oft with thy Lord, abide in him always, and feed on his word, make friends of God's children, help those who are weak. to see. Take time to be holy. The world rushes on. Spend much time in secret with Jesus alone. By looking to shall be thy 
darkness shall see. Take time to be holy, let him be thy guide, and run not before him, whatever be tied. in his word. Take time to be holy, be calm in thy soul. Each thought and each slow beneath his control. Thus led by the of joy, thou soon shall be fitted for service above. Five Lo, a 
spring of joy I see. All the way my Savior leads me, oh, the fullness of his love. Perfect rest to me is promised in my Father's house above. When I wake to life immortal, wing a flight to realms of day, this my song through endless ages, Jesus led me all the way. This my song through endless ages, Jesus led me all the way. <clears throat> you have a song for this? Okay. 499, what a friend we have in Jesus.
take and shield thee. Thou wilt find a solace Day by day. Okay. Should know this by the end of the week, right? This is a theme song. I hope so. <laughs> Father's hand, 
one by one the days, the moments fleeting, till I reach the promised land. Let us pray. We praise and thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your grace in our lives. We pray now that you'll bless us as we open your word. Help us to understand your will and your way today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, what a beautiful day. Amen. And what a beautiful crowd. Thank you for coming. And thank you for singing. Some of you may have noticed, we didn't wait till 9 o'clock to start singing. We, we, uh started when you all got here and were ready, and uh, then 9 o'clock came, and we were already on live stream, and everything's fine, and, and I'm glad that you are handling this live stream so graciously. Um, we're still in Genesis chapter 1, and we're going to be in here for a while, but I, I hope to cover the whole chapter today, at least one glance through. Genesis 1 defines the pattern week. God establishes a lot of time here in this. And you may remember we mentioned last night, uh, Lynn particularly pointed out to us, and then after he pointed out not only in Titus but also in 2 Timothy, this phrase, before time began, this is the week where time began. In fact, it uh, seems to begin in verse 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We spent a lot of time on that yesterday, and that is awesome. We could meditate on that for weeks and months. It's just absolutely wonderful what God tells us. Helps us to know who we are and where we come from. But verse 2 goes on. The earth was without form and void. Now, I don't know what that means exactly. I just have to accept what he says. God reveals to us what we need to know, but even in those things that he reveals to us, we recognize there's more. <laughs> God's God. He's big. He's huge. And, and this universe is bigger than we can understand yet. I believe that throughout the ceaseless ages of eternity, God is going to be revealing himself to us more and still more. And we'll just be just saying, oh, God, I like you. Oh, God, I worship you. You are a God of love. It will, it will impact us to our very soul every day, and it should now. So that's what we're looking at. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was on the face of the deep. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So here we have the Holy Spirit very much involved. And we noticed already from yesterday, the Father and the Son are involved here. The, the triune God is is already expressed here in the first verses of the Bible. And then in verse 3, God said, let there be light. I think he just said light. But because the Hebrew, the Hebrew is very um, stingy on words. And I think that when God spoke, he just said light. And what the implication was, make it happen. He just said the word and it happened. Now, we should catch something here. God's voice has creative power. That's not just in the 
physical realm that's also in the spiritual realm. And he is giving us his life. Spiritual life is there for us. Rest in that. When God says, I love you, know that you are loved. And when God says, I'm giving you a new heart, he's giving you a new heart. Believe it. Okay. God said that to be light, and there was light. God saw the light. It was good. God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were day one, the first day. So many things are established here. Some people have tried to suggest that the days of creation weren't regular days. The words here very much let us know it was a regular day. It started in the evening with the darkness and then the day with the light. And the devil has twisted the minds of people so that we tend to think our day starts in the morning. And the Romans made it start at midnight. But God tells us it starts in the evening. Catch what great love God provides for us. He gives us the time of rest before he gives us the time of work. That's a pattern that you see God does. He, he doesn't make you work yourself to death and then get your rest. No. He gives you the rest first. And then he says, now I've got some few things for you to do today. <laughs> and he does. But he gives us the strength to do them. It, it all comes... He, he is supplying our needs on a continual basis. We can rest in that. All right. That was day one, a very strong pattern day. Um, we should notice a couple of other things. Light, this first created thing here on this earth, let there be light, becomes a symbol for a number of other aspects of our life. Jesus tells us he is the light of the world. So it's a symbol for Jesus, bringing light and life into our lives. But then, in the Sermon on the Mount, he invites us to be his light. That's pretty special. He wants us to go forth in our life, shining with the grace of God, attracting people to Jesus because of his light shining through us. Precious. Um, verse 6 introduces the second day. Then God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. What's this word firmament? It's not a word that we use very often. The um, literal Hebrew word is, is expanse. Well, I don't get much of a handle on this, but it goes on to give us some ideas that make it clearer. Um, God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. There's a focus on water. Have you realized how important water is for life? 
your body is mostly water. If, if you were put into a squeeze press, I know you couldn't live through it, but if you were put into a squeeze press and squeezed all the juice out, there'd be a lot more water than there was solid matter in us. We're just, we're just mostly water. Water is the essential of life. The scientists are looking all over the universe to find signs and indications of water somewhere else. Because we know water is key to life. And we want to know, is there other intelligent life in this universe? God tells us there is. So, so we can rest in this. But the scientists want to see some evidence, some proof. <laughs> and it's there. The hints are there. But um, this water above and water below, 30-some years ago, a very intelligent doctor, he was a physician, an ER doctor in my church, godly man, I, I miss him now. But um, he explained to me that he believed that at this time, before the flood, just creation week time as the earth was being established, God had a layer about three miles above this earth that extended for another couple of miles of, uh, of water vapor so that there was... Uh, now, we have water vapor in the sky even now, and we enjoy the beautiful clouds, but he believes that there was a more significant water vapor layer up there on the above the firmament, and then we have the oceans and lakes and streams here on the underside of that firmament. Firmament it really kind of points to the idea of a sky, but then there's the waters above and below. God leaves them empty this day. We're going to see some interesting poetry here. First day, God made light. Second day, he made this sky and seas. Third day, he makes dry land. Fourth day, he starts over again, and with the light, he establishes lights, the sun, the moon, and the stars. Fifth day, he picks up from what was done on the second day, and he fills the sky with birds, and he fills the water with fish. And then on the sixth day, he picks up on this dry land that he made on the third day, and he fills it with all kinds of animals. You catch the poetry here? God loves poetry. Watch it as you're reading the Bible. It's so consistently there. And it's this poetry of idea. We like poetry. Most of the songs that you sang this morning have rhymes in them. You couldn't sing them if they didn't have a meter to them. And that's our poetry, and we like that. But that doesn't always translate well. You think about it. You move it from one language to another, and um, there's a few here who know more than one language. Um, it's a trick. I really appreciate, and the more I understand it, the more I appreciate it, the song, A Mighty Fortress, 
It was written in German, but they've been able to translate it into English so that it still has the rhyme and the meter, and we love it. We, we sing it just as readily in English as the Germans sing it in German. Another song that goes from German to English is Silent Night. <laughs> you may remember there's a story with Silent Night. Um, World War I, when the trenches were fighting there in, in eastern France, um, Christmas Eve, a group of GIs got together and started singing Silent Night. Just a few yards away, the German soldiers joined them because they could sing the song together. Now, after you worship together like that, you can't shoot at each other anymore. <laughs> so the generals had, had both sides got moved. But God uses poetry. He uses music to get hearts together, not just with each other, but with him. And so here we see this beautiful poetry. And with that, you can remember the days of creation week. I, I had trouble remembering the days of the creation week until I understood. I've only got to remember three things, light, firmament, and land. And then I remember, oh, the light, he set the lights in order, and the firmament, the sky and the seas, well, he filled the sky with birds, and he filled the uh, sea with fish. And then on the sixth day, he uh, put animals on the land. So see, you got it. That's, that's chapter one, and, and I haven't even read the whole thing yet. Let me wipe my eyes. <laughs> Telling some of these stories affects me emotionally. Okay. Um, the firmament, God called the firmament heaven, verse 8. The evening and the morning were day 2. Verse 9. Then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and the dry land appear. It was so. God called that dry land earth. The gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God said, oh, that's good. Can't you just hear him? looking at what he's done and saying, I'm satisfied. How is it when you've finished a day's work? Are you able to look at what's done and say, it's been a good day? You know what it is? We hear God giving us that same gift. It's been a good day. Verse 11, then God said, Oh, that's where I am. God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, and the herb that yields seed. And I should have mentioned that, but I want you to remember, it wasn't just bare, empty earth. The earth was filled with verdure. I know, that's a 50-cent word. But, but I, need, I need a big word to catch this. It was, it was an explosion of beautiful green, especially green, but also colors because there were flowers. This, this earth, when God said, let it bring forth, it brought forth abundantly. And it wasn't that God was planting seeds in his garden and they were going to grow. No, it was, it was there. The grass was ready to be mowed. And of course, soon he's going to provide some cows and horses to help with the mowing. Um, <laughs> the, the, um, the bushes... Have you been eating the, uh, the wild 
uh, raspberries. Blackberries aren't ripe yet, but the wild raspberries are. Oh, the tame ones do, but I like the wild ones better. The, the bushes were covered with not just blossoms, but fruit and seeds and the trees. There were nut trees full of, of um, almonds and uh, pecans and walnuts. Pecans are your favorite? <laughs> but, but whatever, more than we can imagine because since the flood, there's been a lot of things that have died off. We call it extinct. And in this, there were no thorns. <laughs> That's right, Bill. There were no thorns on these. It was all just available to reach and take and eat. Um, God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind. The seed is in itself on the earth, and it was so. So the seeds are here, but he didn't plant them yet. He let that happen over time. But what was created was ready to go, ready to use, very much available. The earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, the tree that yields fruit whose seed is in itself according to its kind. I saw that it was good. Good day's work. God saw that it was good. Evening in the morning, day three. Verse 14. Then God said, let there be lights in the firmament, and I've mentioned this to you, to divide the day from the night, let them be for signs and for seasons, for days and for years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the lesser light to rule the night, the greater light to rule the day, and he made the stars also. We call the greater light the sun. We like this beautiful sunshine that we're getting today. We needed some rain yesterday, but we're glad for sunshine today. We're planning to ride our bikes. Um, but the moon, it too shines in the night just enough. The scientists keep studying this, and all they can do is say, it's in the right place. But we read, and we say, God put it in the right place. If the sun was just a little bit farther away, we'd be too cold. If the sun was just a little bit closer, we'd be too hot. Now, I know sometimes in the wintertime you think it's getting cold, and in the summertime you think it's getting hot, but it's, it's a balance. And the moon, just the right distance away, that it is influencing the tides, which are essential for the life in the ocean and for aspects of life on the earth. If it was just a little bit closer, would pull those ocean tides too high. If it was too far away, we wouldn't get that circulation. And the timing. The moon has a 29 and a half day cycle. It's just right so that it, it keeps things going in this earth. And I don't think we understand yet all there is to understand with regards to the uh, the benefit of the blessings of the moon. Now, there are those who plant their gardens according to the phase of the moon, and I, list, I look at, at how they choose, and I say, that doesn't match what I read here. It's based on a lot of <laughs> astrology, uh, what uh, most people are using. But I'm convinced, because I've read it here, that there is a tie between the lunar cycle 
and our growing systems here on this earth. I just don't know exactly what it is yet. It's, it's, it's hidden here, and I, I think it's more available than we have found. But the reading I've done hasn't enlightened me as much as I want. Everything's done right. And the scientists, with regards to the stars, uh, about 2,000 years ago, they had counted all the stars, and they knew how many there were. And they would, they would, um, the children were real good at seeing all the stars, but as our eyes get older, they fade and they can't see so many. And of course, the scientists, having established the exact number, if you said you were seeing some stars that they didn't have on their list, they said, ah, oh, you're wrong. <laughs> Even if your eyes were sharper and could see them, it's, it's they, no, no, we have our list, and, and it's not on the list, so it's not there. The, they were very clear about that. But now, they started studying with telescopes, and that's just a few hundred years ago. And they said, oh, um, um, those numbers were way too small. And they start making more numbers. But then we sent the Hubble telescope out where it was not getting the interference of the atmosphere, which probably had a significant different interference than that envelope of extra water vapor was up there. But they send the Hubble telescope where it doesn't have to look through the atmosphere before it can see, and they say, oh my, there are so many more stars than we imagined. And in fact, and this was just a few years ago, they chose to focus the Hubble telescope on a portion of the sky where there wasn't much. And they left it there for a week or two. And so they're getting this increasing exposure for their film. So more time gives a better, better picture of it. And they came back saying, even in the place where the sky is empty, there's dozens and hundreds of galaxies as well as millions of stars. It's bigger than we can imagine. God's bigger than we can imagine. And the more we know, the more we say, God, I worship you. <laughs> All right. Um, that was the, that was the, uh, the lights. And uh, fourth day, verse 20. We'll move a little faster on this because we're going to be coming back to most of this again for some other aspects. But I want to finish this first week. Um, Verse 20, the Lord said, Let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures. Let the birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the waters in the seas and the birds multiply on the earth till the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Verse 24. And then God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind. Cattle, creeping things, beast of the earth according to its kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind. Cattle according to its kind. And everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw it was good. We're going to have to spend more time on these next few verses, but we'll go over them quickly now. Then God said, verse 26, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. 
Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. He loves you and wants you to eat well. Praise the Lord for the food we have. Also, to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. God saw everything he had made. Indeed, it was very good. Evening and the morning were the sixth day. Now, that finishes the first chapter, but it does not finish that first week. So I'm going to go three more verses. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended the work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. Pattern week. First week. Six days of work and one day of rest. It almost implies that those days of creation, those first six days were days of work, and the creation was all done when he came to blessing the Sabbath day. Instead of creating the Sabbath day, he simply gave it to us. What a gift of heaven. And as Randy is so quick to point out, the first day of Adam's life was Sabbath. We honor God by honoring his Sabbath. God gives us this pattern week so that we can recognize God cares about us. He has concern for all of our needs. That's probably enough for today. We're going to get some more this evening. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, as we contemplate your grace, your provision, your awesome creation, Lord, we rest in you. We praise you, we thank you, we worship you. You are our God, you are our Lord, you are our Savior. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Well, now I guess we will dismiss very soon. And uh, I guess everybody knows that we're going to go bike riding this morning.
Mike on. Well, folks, this wraps it up. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mike off. Gaming demos and other interests on Joseph Weekland's Harmonica Player Podcast. Mike on. Till next time, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Mike off.